Hey there folks, Mark Kenyon here with Wired to Hunt, and today we've got a very unique episode of the 100% Wild Podcast. In this one, we're joined by Ryan Kirby, a serious whitetail hunter and a professional wildlife artist. And Ryan, in my opinion, he's creating some of the very most compelling wildlife and whitetail paintings that I, I honestly have ever seen. This stuff is really really cool and in this episode we chat with ryan about a special project he worked on this year for mark drury we get a fascinating behind the scenes look at what all goes into the work that ryan does now of course this episode might not help you kill a big buck this year but in my opinion it is still super interesting so i hope you'll give it a listen and i really hope you enjoy this one all right hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the 100 percent wild podcast i'm mark kenyon with wired hunt and surrounding me is a group of really great guys. It's going to be a fun podcast. Who do we got here, Matt? Well, first of all, I'd like to say you didn't say great hunters. You just said great guys. <laughs> Probably accurate. I don't want to go too far. <laughs> okay. So we have a fun podcast today. We have Coon Dog joining us again, longtime Drury Outdoors team member. Always fun. And we have a special guest in studio today, Ryan Kirby from Ryan Kirby Art. Um, What's up, Phyllis? Yeah, I'd highly recommend checking out this guy's Instagram page, yes. his website. Like, it's I, the way I look at it. It's art. It's wildlife art, but like for a younger generation, it's like the new wave of doing it, right? Yeah, youngish. Yeah. Well, I just hit thirty-five, so I'm like in a new bracket when I fill out surveys and stuff, like thirty-five to forty. Yeah. You feel a little, but yeah, less yeah, chipper. yeah, yeah. Definitely for for a younger crowd. Your approach, man. I just love the approach to it. That's what draws me in. When me and Matt were talking about, obviously your, your art is incredible, incredible talent. Like it appeals obviously to anyone who loves the outdoors and wildlife, but what I think separates you from many of the other people that are out there that we don't know about is the fact that you've done a wonderful job of connecting with people through social media and through yeah. your digital presence and, and your brand. I mean, you developed a brand. It's not just, my name is Ryan, I paint. Like you're a thing. You're not yeah. just a person. And that is uh, pretty powerful. And I think that's why you're doing so well. And not to mention the obvious talent. You're using the tools at you know that you have at your disposal to get your message out there, and which yeah. is what like that's your medium, right? You're an artist, so you're mm-hmm. getting your message out there on canvas mm-hmm. or whatever, and sketches. But this way, you're using technology yeah. to amplify it to the masses. Like yeah. I gotta believe there's a lot of guys or girls out there who can paint mm-hmm. wonderful wildlife yeah. settings. I can't name a single one of them except for Ryan Kirby. Yeah. I like that. that. Says, I, I know like one. That. I know one. I know one, but it's because he's from my hometown, Al Agnew. Have you ever heard of Al yeah, Agnew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's from our hometown, our home area. And Jared, Jared Lurk's wife, Kristen, yeah. her aunt is the wife of Al Agnew. So, like, hmm. it, interestingly enough, it's kind of – and he does phenomenal yeah. work. Yeah, I've seen his, a lot of his stuff on Bass Pro yes. covers and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. For sure. So, uh, real quick, take us through a little bit of the highlights, of career highlights for you, like yeah. publications or, or whatnot that, that you've done. Uh, we'll, we'll go back a little bit further. <clears throat> um, I, I grew up on a farm just north here about two and a half hours. Um, w- real small farm town. Went to school at Bradley University in Peoria. and gra- Steph Curry. I, yeah. yeah. Right? No, 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 no. He's Davidson. Oh, Davidson. Jim Tur- Tomey yeah, go right. there? That's embarrassing. Bradley, that or did he go to Davidson? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Continue. They, uh, <laughs> Sorry. They, uh, um, they were no, they're an engineering school mainly, and I was going to study engineering. But I always knew I wanted to paint full-time. Uh, so I started studying um, graphic design and multimedia, which at that time was the web. You know, mm-hmm. it was just starting to come out. 
And uh, when I graduated, there was a uh, there was an ad in the back of Turkey Call magazine for a graphic designer at the NWTF in Edgefield, South Carolina. So I uh, interviewed, sent my portfolio down, got the job there, and spent several years down there. And I really just kind of incubated. I painted some nights and weekends, and um, just decided to, to to try to get better. You know, I was doing it. Uh, I had a full time job, and then doing it part time. And um, eventually went out on my own about five years ago, and I've been a full-time artist ever since then. So That's awesome. I, I love the branding, the branding of yeah. your company. Yeah, it's, and it's, that's, that, that's part of, of the, the, the story I want to tell there is that, you know, artists have been st- telling the story of, of the hunt since the dawn of time. You know, so, uh, prehistoric cave art, you know, they, they, they weren't drawing flowers or anything like that. They were, they were drawing the hunt, and, yeah. and I, I can't help but think that, you know, they weren't just doing it to one day tell archaeologists hundreds and yeah. thousands of years later what they were doing. They loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, they loved the hunt. They they were storytellers in their own that's right. How they survived. Yeah, and that, that's <laughs> how they survived. That's how they made their living. And, and and artists have been telling a story of of the hunt and the pursuit of game forever. So that's where my logo comes from, um, the brand story. And 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 really, you know, I don't I don't paint anything on homemade pigments with on caves anymore but um i've got modern tools but i'm still doing the same thing that we've always done and and i think that's why wildlife art has been successful over the years you know you've had so many things come and go in modern art and this and that but wildlife art's been around for a long time and it's the market has stayed strong for it for a long time because uh, our primary audience is is hunters and 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 we don't really go away you know (laughs) yeah and uh so it, 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 it stayed strong and I've, I've managed to become, you know, fairly successful in what I've done and worked hard at it and tried to really improve. Um, you know, I, I like to dedicate to my craft more than anything. Um, and so I take pride in more that I've been able to improve than anything else over the past few years. Career so. highlight. Career highlight. Well, one of the biggest ones so far was the covers on Outdoor Life. And that really happened um, kind of a random chance meeting um, we, uh, I'd been illustrating for outdoor life and field and stream a little bit, but in this day and age, you can work with somebody for two, three years and never meet them in person, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'd been working with their editors for a while, but I'd never met a lot of them. So at a, at a cocktail hour at a shot show three years ago, I uh, went, went, to, uh, with some buddies of mine and, and, and met Andrew McKean, the editor. And we really just started talking about deer hunting you know, nothing real specific. And he knew I was an artist and, and wanted to see some of my work. And I had a little iPad there and started flipping through. And he says, you know, we, we haven't had a cover art on the cover for over 20 years. And he said, we've been trying to bring this back. Do you want to be our guy? Wow. And I'm wow. like, absolutely. Heck yeah. <laughs> That's a heck so, of an opportunity. Yeah. We, you know, we swapped some emails and stayed in touch. And, and later that year we, we went ahead and did it. And so I was able to paint the first cover um, of Outdoor Life that they've had featured fine art in over 20 years. And, and when you think about the caliber of artists that have done that in the past, just to be on that list is, is an honor. You know, mm-hmm. it's just some really incredible people have done it in the past. Um, and the, the project went over really well. We've done three in a row, just finish up the fourth, which should, should be out any, any day now. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, we're going to do one every year. So that's very it's cool. a pretty cool deal. Can you tell us what the cover is or is that secret? Uh, no, it'll be, should, it should be out by now, any day now, but it's a, uh, it, it's a lab, um, after a flushing pheasant. So oh. it's an August, like dog days so of summer. A lot different, a lot yeah. different. And, um, so 
you know, one of the, the fun challenges, you got to find reference photos, right? And, and I really need the, the light right, and I try to take as many of my own as I can, or if not, I purchase them off a wildlife art or a photographer. Um, but a buddy of mine had a yellow lab, and so we, we spent probably an hour and a half just tossing a dummy up in the air, taking pictures of the thing, and then I'll Photoshop the pheasant in later, and then I'll paint from that. So you sort of artificially recreate a scene, and on canvas it all comes together, but there's a lot of moving parts and pieces to it earlier. So I'm really interested in this process to understand yes. like how you do this. And I don't know if you want yeah. to talk about some specific examples yet, yeah, or sure. we just want to hear the general process. What yeah, do you think so, of that? Yeah, I, the process, so I was, a, a guy came to me, Tom Gallagher, and this is kind of how it all connects back to Drury Outdoors and, and what we're doing and why Ryan's here today. Um, a guy by the name of Tom Gallagher, who is the one of the buyers at Cabela's, and he's been a longtime friend of Mark and Terry's. And, and anybody in the industry, like um, a lot of the old-timers in the industry, they know who Tom Gallagher is and that name, and he's the nicest guy. Well, he came to me at SHOT Show. He's had several hunts at Mark's farm where he – maybe he missed a deer or two or he you know maybe hit one they didn't find or you know like maybe they, they maybe, some, maybe <laughs> well, he killed a nice deer and he wanted to thank mark and, and and tom's the nicest guy he said he came to me we were we ran into him at at the shot show everything's connected the venetians connected to um the like the, uh what's the Bellagio, name right well no the venetian is connected oh, to the Palazzo. Palazzo, which oh, is yeah, also yeah. all connected to where they have the actual shot show, so the exhibits and all that stuff. So, anyways, there's a, a kind of like a restaurant row, and we were just getting out of a, or just getting ready to go into, or getting ready to leave a um, a dinner meeting with the Outdoor Channel, and Tom Gallagher came up to us, and we're all standing there. But the way it works, you're standing out here, and like more and more people see you out there, especially when Mark and Terry are with us. People come up <laughs> yeah. and you know, and, and talk people that we know and through the industry and all that stuff. And so Tom and I kind of got off to the side, and he's like, "Hey, I want to do something really nice for Mark. What you know? What what do you think?" And at ATA, just a week or two before that, I yeah. had hung out with Ryan, and I'd known you and Mike Michael Turbofield for you know, a couple yeah, years, a couple maybe. Years. And, um, you know, I knew, Hey, these guys, I've been wanting to work with these guys. Maybe this is the perfect thing to kind of encap encapsulate it. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, we talked about doing some sort of original art for Mark that we are going to surprise him with. And he doesn't have any idea. Tom Gallagher's flying in to St. Louis here in a couple hours. And Ryan uh, had some other meetings and, and was working on his lease this, this weekend over in Illinois. So we kind of worked it out to where everybody was going to be here. And um, tonight the plan is we're going to um, present this via Facebook Live, but have, Mark, uh, have Tom and Ryan come in with this painting that ryan has done of danger mark's biggest deer to date and so um we actually have a dod tv episode that we've edited about the whole process of painting mm -hmm. danger michael and ryan have, have filmed the whole process so we got nice. to get to see it come to life and cool. so um from from kind of the reason why we're all together that's just the backstory and i'll let ryan take over as to what the actual process of a painting is yeah i'm very yeah. interested to hear how this all happened for danger or maybe 
any painting how you do them. Yeah. Well, I mean, first of all, I suggested a life-size portrait of Matt. As <laughs> It'd be a Maybe reclining on, it, on a couch, but, that. you know. would be so big, though. Tom, Tom just didn't want to go for that. So yeah. it's like, okay, we'll do a 200-plus inch deer <laughs> if, yeah. if Matt won't work out. But anyway, no, that, that's exactly right. Um, you know, from my perspective, I, I've admired the juries since I was a teenager, you know, and um, just – I, just like all you guys, I've eaten up every TV video, everything that's been out there. So, so you know, I, I get a little starstruck seeing all you guys out anyway just because, you know, it's like, wow, I've seen those guys for decades, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so it was a real – we've been trying to work together and just really just kind of been a fan of, of each other's work. Um, so this, this was a cool opportunity. This was kind of the perfect opportunity, like you said. But – the the piece really starts with the story and when we first started with this you know matt sent me a ton of stuff um i actually got to see the original of uh the 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 episode before it went live anywhere which is going to air tonight and i really wanted to kick it out on social media to get some followers but (laughs) matt wouldn't let me do that again so uh, (laughs) it's happened for but, well, yeah, yeah. We we won't get it. Not coon dog, but no. Oh boy, others. <laughs> right, sorry, continue. <laughs> but and before we go any further, I just want to say how remarkable it is what you guys have done. Is you guys killed two booners on one episode? Yeah. And most people would stretch that out to like four episodes, but like Danger gets ten minutes yeah, of the yeah. show. You know it's what I'm saying? Fair, and I mean, it's like <laughs> it's kind of yeah. It's, and and even Taylor's deer gets overshadowed by yeah. danger, and it's yeah. like they're, these are giant deer. Yeah. So Coon dog kills a 205 in dream deal. season tonight too. You know, I and that's had no idea. I was sitting next to such a <laughs> celebrity <laughs> right here. 200 entry. So anyway, we um, you know, I started looking at the film and and really got to hear the behind the scenes story from Matt, and we really wanted to build a piece up that told the story of danger. And most of the time, there's two ways that, that I usually uh, get inspired to do a painting. And the first way is a scene. You know, you, you've all walked through the woods, um, not as much deer hunting because, you know, we stand hunt a lot. But um, turkey hunting especially where you're like, man, that's the prettiest picture. I can just see a, a strutter coming mm-hmm. in right here. Man, this would make a great painting. And, and those are the moments that I like to capture on film. And most of of the time that uh that scene inspires a painting and then i'll try to find the wildlife to fill it the other way to do it is to to um start with the animal maybe it's a unique pose like a buck making a scrape or something you've seen a a bugling elk something you've seen in the wild and and you find a a a scene for that um with this one we really started with the scene because we wanted to tell a bigger story so the um you know mark had had moved in on this deer um cut a bunch of trails you know bush hogged a bunch of paths and 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 it's a really cool story how he went in um and the um the the trail we actually painted the scene from a trail camera photo of danger and i believe you told me he was on his death march that was the morning he he got shot he was fixing to die yeah So there's a, a scrape there and a licking branch in the foreground, and Danger is walking past it, um, and you can see it on the, the DOD TV, dot, dot TV episode. Um, he, he's on his death march. He's going to the stand. And so we, we started with that scene, and after that, um, we, I, I found photos, reference photography for Danger. Now, Danger's unique because he was a brute. He had a, a big brisket, abnormally yeah. large brisket, um, and neck. Uh, so... I find a scene, and from there I'll, I'll manipulate the deer's anatomy. We'll sway his belly a little bit. I'll move a leg here or there if I don't like his position. And I do all this in Photoshop. Um, 
We'll put his antlers so, on. So sorry. Yeah. You're taking a reference photo, so like a trail camera picture of him, and then you're manipulating the actual photograph itself with Photoshop to get a photo that looks like what you want to be working with eventually. Yes. But in his, what we did is um, we I cut I focused in on the right half of the trail camera photo. And then found a, a buck, of a, a ref freelance photographer, who had a buck in the pose that I wanted. <laughs> and then I'll move his legs around. Um, you know, sometimes deer's legs are, are lined up and it looks like they have one leg. Mm-hmm. So I'll move it and, and, and make it look like he's a big, weighty animal, He need, you know, with his stability and four feet on the ground. Um, the pose was unique because Danger's got so many tines. And, and so he really looks best from the side. Um, w- when you have a head-on shot, he, he's get, his tines just kind of merge together and it doesn't do justice. So we worked really hard to find a, a pose that would really show off the rack, the body, and, and kind of tell the bigger story of it. Um, so I combined uh, one main photo of the body, another for the head, and then took his antlers off of, the, uh, off of a trail camera photo. Photoshopped all that in together, wow. and I work. I have a Mac next to my um, easel, and w- when I Photoshop something, it allows me to make some changes here and there. So I may move a tree line down, move a licking branch, this or that or the other, and it, it saves me time because I get to make the changes I want without having to redo it on on canvas. Right. Once it's painted, you know, That's it takes a lot of time to rework. <laughs> and usually when I um, when I do a commission piece, I let the buyers a- approve it. Say, look, here's where I'm going. This is what it's basically going to look like before we go to paint. It saves a lot of back and forth on that. So with Danger, we, we, we got him set up the way we wanted to. And I have a Mac next to my easel that I pull up my reference photos on. And a funny thing about Danger is when I went to paint his antlers, I kept having to watch the kill shot back and forth because as he turns – there are tines and points and things that you can't even see. And so to paint it accurately, I, I really had to watch a video to see wow, all of his crazy. tines. <laughs> the way, cause he just, he's a huge deer. And um, we painted them in a scrape just because it's a cool pose. It's unique. As hunters, we can all relate to that. Um, it really shows off his body size. But the other thing that's cool is part of the story in this was that three-and-a-half-year-old comes in and starts making a scrape Mm -hmm. and tearing it up, and that's what calls in danger. And so the idea of, you know, danger was he was a big dog, you know, and the idea of him being territorial, laying down his turf, you know who's boss, um, all of these things go in to tell the story of danger. Um, And in the bottom right, I even included a few little stumps, cedar stumps, where Mark had had gone in and and cut the the trees off. And so the whole painting, there's the blind in the background yeah. and the distant background, the CRP. So the whole painting, um, it's one of those images that, you know, you see it from a distance and it's cool. It's a, it's a cool deer photo that, that, the painting that, that people can resonate with. But as you get in there, there's a few more details that tell the story. And there's a few unique things. And, meaning. And yeah, yeah. And um, so it's cool. – uh, it's a one in a kind, once in a, uh, uh, it, I'm not going to say once in a lifetime for for the juries, but it, it's a once in a in a one of a kind deer yeah. for sure. It's a one of a kind story, and so we thought it deserved a one of a kind painting, and that's what we did. Mm. Now, how about the actual painting of it? So you got your reference photo, uh-huh. and now you got a blank canvas. Mm-hmm. How do you actually go through? That? Is it like do you outline, and then the next day you come in and you flesh in a little more, and the next day you do a little? Or how does? I mean, what's that look like? Yeah. Well, on a big painting like that, on a small piece, a lot of times I will go straight to paint. 
I'll, I'll just start painting and, and sketch it out with, with paint. On a bigger piece like that, um, I really like to sketch the whole thing on canvas and get it proportionally where I want. Uh, deer, especially a, a pose like this one of, of him making a scrape, the anatomy is critical. Okay, so, you know, when he leans forward and his neck is up, every muscle ties in, those back legs are, are tight, you know, the tendons are taut. Um, everything ties in, so you want the anatomy spot on to pull off the scene. I like to sketch everything on canvas, get it right, um, get it proportional. And then from there, I, I like to do what's called an underpainting. So if you've ever written, I, I tell people sometimes just, you know, going straight to paints like typing with a typewriter with no eraser, you know, like, right. you know, when you have that um, blank piece of paper in front of you, it's kind of intimidating. If you've ever written an essay in school or, you know, procrastinated and you got to write something, it's like, well, you write a lot. Yeah, you're like, another feeling. <laughs> what the heck <laughs> am often. I going to write about, yeah. you know, that little cursor's blinking and you're like, God, and it's intimidating. Yeah. But if you've got some notes scribbled down, you have a rough outline, you have yeah. an idea where you want to go, it starts to flow a little bit easier. And, you know, a 24 by 30 blank canvas can be kind of intimidating. And so to get color on the canvas just kind of loosens me up. It kind of kind of gets me in the flow of things. If I've got a sketch on there, I've gone in the flow of things. And and uh, that's typically how I start. Um, so I'll lay that, that underpainting down. What does that mean, though, an underpainting? Well, it, it, uh, underpainting is just kind of the painting under the painting, and it's just to get some color on the canvas. It's just to knock off that white. And what okay. I'll do is... So that's just some random colors. That... Yeah, yeah, usually earth tones. Um, in a painting like this, it's a warm morning scene, so I, I use some warmer earth tones so that some of those little pieces are going to show through in the end painting. You want it to come mm -hmm. off very warm. Um, and I will essentially do a, a, a single color, almost a black and white painting underneath. And at that point, I can see where my darkest darks are, where my lightest lights are. And if I have any issues with the piece, I'll change it from there. You know, um, your, your values, we're getting into a little some art, some dorky art stuff here, right? So your, your, Our audience is into this. <laughs> your, your, I'm your, interested. Your, I am. Your values... Um, Okay, we'll take a deer sight. We'll tie this into deer hunting. Your values are more important. Your values are your black and your white scale, okay? Um, your values are the most important part of a recognizable image. So deer see things in black and white. Um, if you look at something in black and white, everything is still recognizable. You mm -hmm. can tell what those are. If you take the, the black and white out of there, the lights and the darks, and it's just blotches of color, it's completely unrecognizable. So that's why we can recognize a black and white photo. Mm -hmm. It, the same is true in painting. Your your darkest darks and your lightest lights produce your value scale, and you want that to be right. In other words, um, around Danger's head, um, I want his blackest blacks, his nose and his eyes and stuff, and his whitest whites around his head so you focus on his head. As you go out from there, the values tend to blur together. They're more medium tones. Um, so if you squint... The, the background tends to recede. Um, and that, that's a little artistic way to focus the viewer's eye in a certain right. direction. Makes sense. This is the first time on a Mark Kenyon podcast that we have talked about <laughs> yeah, values, values and, and paintbrush. I am sure maybe, of it. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll bring this as like a, a weekly type of to topic we're going to cover on the Wired Hunt podcast yeah. in the future. <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 camo works the same way. Yeah. Um, you know, if you have 
uh, a gray and a brown that are the same value, they're almost the same color, and put that in camo, you don't really get a pattern. But contrast, and contrast yeah. is difference in values, that's what breaks your pattern up. Okay. So, so you got your underpainting, you got your black and white. Then after that, I'll go back in and put color. So I've, I know that um, if I put a really dark dark here, I can come in with color and put a dark value of that color on top of it. So if you mess up, you can fix it. You totally. Know, totally fix it. <laughs> you, I mean, yeah. just listening to you, you know, the way you talk about the white tail and the animal, you're like a master taxidermist, but with a brush. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Very well put. Exactly. I mean, you and talk about the form, his body, his antlers, his eyes, his nose. Yep. And uh, on on danger, um, on you, I don't, it might show up on the edited video, but um, on danger, I, I, I very rarely paint from taxidermy because um, – you guys ever remember that show, that movie Duplicity? Mm. What? I remember no. the title. Anyway, he, he clones himself and he makes a copy of a copy. Ah, yeah. And the copy of a copy is a little, little off, you know, with Michael, Michael Keaton. Keaton. It's yeah. hilarious, actually. You never want to make a copy yeah. of a copy because every, every step you get away from the real thing, you're yeah. introducing yeah. errors right. into it. So I very rarely paint from taxidermy. But uh, my, my good buddy Dave Emkin, he's, a, he's unbelievable in central Illinois. And he's the one that does all my stuff. And I actually took one of my deer heads off and set it on the ground to reference a couple of things, mainly the way that kind of tear duct gland in front of the eye comes down in front. Um, but, yeah, it's a lot like taxidermy. Taxidermy is an art. And, um, you know, somebody asked me recently how hunting and art have tied in with me. And, and personally, I feel like I've become a better hunter as I've stepped up my game artistically, and the same as vice versa for art. The better hunter you are, the better artist you are, because you notice things like how dark a, a mature deer's tarsal glands are, um, the angle that their, their antlers come up away from their head. And, you know, the more you're around that stuff, the, the more you inherently know um, the anatomy of an animal and, and how it ties in. Have you ever been commissioned to do a piece like this where you had video to work off of, to go back and kind of look at the deer and, and the wild? No. No, ne never. Um, I rarely do commissions. Actually, mm -hmm. this is this is actually the first commission piece. I, I've done a bunch of dogs, done a bunch of labs and bird dogs and mm -hmm. stuff. But as far as a game animal, um, this is the first unique deer that I've I've been commissioned to paint. Um, you know, mostly it's deer, elk, ducks, stuff like that. So did the video, I mean, you already mentioned how you were kind of going back to that, the kill shot. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I mean, there's not much pre-roll of that deer. I mean, it, he popped up and yeah. he was there at the blind at five steps. He got shot. Yeah. So did, did you find that being a very resourceful tool? Like, Hey, this is a whole nother element to add to my game to be able to use a video to. Oh, absolutely. Kind of double check against the, the video really helped. Yeah, and 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 you know, and even your your uh, trail camera mm -hmm. videos, um, you know, seeing the way that deer comes up to a scrape, like I mentioned, his brisket before he was he was big and kind of saggy up yeah. front, um, things like that. Uh, the 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 video seeing the deer walk helps. Um, in references for the outdoor life covers, I've watched videos of of slow motion deer deer running mm -hmm. you would not believe what what you really notice when you when you observe a deer in real life um the way that when they when they start to run all the the hair on their their rear end and tail flares you know it's not just a white tail all that hair flares up their ears never stop moving even when they're bedded they're always going around and they pivot in certain ways um, when they when they hit that scrape, they, that tear duct opens up. Um, things that you don't think about yeah. until you watch it in slow motion, and it's fascinating. You know, you've always seen 
stuff videos on National Geographic of things in super mm-hmm. zoomed in and slow motion. You're like, you've got to be kidding me. And yeah. it, deer are no different. And there's there's a lot of things that you you pick up on too. Like when they run, their head very rarely moves from parallel to the ground. You know, they don't do this because right. they can't. So there's just a lot of things. And to your point, video helps it a ton. Very cool. A, a still photo is just one snapshot moment mm-hmm. in time. You know, and and it, the video helps you get a, a lot more holistic view of it so pretty neat approach yeah it is it's, it's fascinating as, as i think anyone who creates something can relate to like the the detail and the the mindfulness you put into it and respect that like that's very um fascinating to me and yeah very cool to hear about that i'm curious favorite animal and of that animal favorite setting or pose or situation that you like to paint like if you if you were going to paint something for yourself your favorite thing ever what would that be it's a little bit cliche because we're already on the subject but a a a buck hitting a scrape is is one of the coolest it's you know and a lot of times women that that don't hunt um don't don't know what it is i've had wives tell me i want to buy the piece for my husband of the buck eating the tree or you know stuff like that <laughs> yeah. but but as, as, as guys and, and and women too that that hunt and know what it is it's kind of the ultimate man cave painting you yeah, know i've painted one before and it's just like testosterone filled and that's what we love and um you know if you've seen it in action it's kind of oh, it's, yeah. so cool. it's just fascinating yeah, it cool. yeah. it's just it, it, it's a it's kind of an intimate look into into the whitetail's world yeah. you know it's something that you just don't see it's not a deer on the edge of a cornfield you're you're in his turf if he's making a scrape in daylight yeah. in front of you. And um, that's my favorite pose. Personally, I love to turkey hunt. Uh, but, man, you paint feathers for a full day. And at the end of that day, <laughs> you're like, oh. <laughs> and you really, there's really no way to get around painting turkey feathers. You just got to put those things in. So um, favorite animal to paint is definitely a deer. I've really enjoyed painting elk, too. Um, that's a lot of fun. Um, and they – Elk provide a lot of cool, unique reference photos. Um, and, you know, any animal that has um, uh, unique anatomy, you know, bears are kind of tough because they they really look like a big ball of fur. Mm, right. It's um, hard to see the features in a big black bear. It's yeah. all black blob. But a, 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 a buck making a scrape, they're athletic, they're trim, they're, they're, in, the, they're in their prime. Yeah. And so that's probably my favorite. That's pretty awesome. So I, I was tipped off by a mutual friend that said you've gotten to do some really cool things that you won't ever talk about because you don't brag about yourself and like some clientele that where you're going on private planes and Thanks, going to Turb. make deliveries <laughs> so i want to i want to hear i want to hear a good story you don't have to name names but let, let's hear let's... oh i'm gonna name drop on the first one the, the, okay. the first one was really cool um this was uh so y- you've got to understand um when I, I started out and I launched on my own, and I, <clears throat> I still uh, help some clients do print advertising. Winchester Ammo is yep. my biggest client. I still do a lot of that kind of stuff. And for the first two years on my own, you know, I was painting and, and, and putting stuff on social media. And I don't think I was on Instagram yet, but I hadn't really, hadn't really sold a lot, you know. And I was really working. My work was just as good then as it is now. But it's kind of, you know, the marketing is kind of a flywheel. It just yeah. takes a long time to get going. So I hit a streak where I started selling paintings. You know, I've been painting for a couple of years, and I hit a streak where I really started selling some. And you get a lot of scams and just kind of weirdos hitting you up, 
Yo, on email, like you guys are all celebrities. You know how it is. Like, <laughs> not about that, but <laughs> no, but, I get weird but emails. people, <laughs> I will say that. You get weird emails. Yeah. Get weird emails. But you know, and some of them are just kind of sketchy, yeah. and you just you never know. So I get an email uh, from this woman who who uh, she was looking for a gift for her husband, and uh, her uh, her uh, email uh, was ended mjw at, at hankjr.com. And I was like, HankJr.com. So, of course, I look, that is <laughs> and, the domain. Yeah, I was going to say, that gives it a little legitimacy. <laughs> yeah. And um, think. <laughs> so my go-to when I get an email I'm not sure about is I just tell them, hey, give me, your, um, you know, give me your phone number, and I'll give you a call. And if they're a sketchball, then they're not going to talk to you right. on the phone. So she gives me her email or her phone number, and we talk about it. <laughs> and it turns out it's, uh, it's Hank Jr.'s wife. And she wants to buy it for him for an anniversary present. Wow. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> wow. yeah. so, I made it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I call her back, and, and she was supposed to send a check and all that kind of stuff, and, and she hadn't yet. It had been like a week or two, and we were kind of getting close to the, uh, the anniversary deadline. So I called her back, and, and uh, she's like, oh, yeah, I've been on the road, and I'm in Florida right now. I'm at the airport. Can I just give you Hank's credit card number? And I was Turn like, out. I was like, yeah, okay. okay. Honestly, you know? he doesn't check his statement. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives me the credit card number, and oh, I, man. you know, ran it through Square and, and I processed love the fact it. That she but, uses his credit yeah, card paper as gift. That's but I was saying. like, I was like, I've got Hank Jr.'s credit card number. Like we could have some fun tonight, you know. Oh, but obviously, I didn't do anything with it. Um, but but shipped her the painting, and and uh, so Hank Jr. has one of my pieces, wow. um, which is is pretty cool. Um, there was a guy that uh, so we live in Boone, North Carolina now. My wife Kim and and our son, um, and we live in the mountains. And there was a guy from. Uh, he emailed, and he was probably four hours away, and he's like, I'm really interested in, in, in your artwork. Um, can you call me, and we'll, we'll talk it over sometime. And, uh, you know, my originals are, are priced pretty stout, and so usually people just want to buy one. And uh, I'm like, well, which one are you interested in? And he's like, well, I've got about five that I'm looking at. And I was like, okay, All that's, right. you know. I'll when, drive when right and where, now. where yeah. are you? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know, I'd be, and, and I really do try to meet my buyers and form a relationship with them. And I've gotten to become really good friends with some of them. So I was like, well, you know, we're, we'd be glad to drive it down and, and meet you. Um, and so he says, well, how about I just send my jet to pick you up? And I was like, <laughs> We can do that, you know. I mean, yeah, that, that's cool true. too. Well, I was gonna drive my jet over <laughs> <laughs> since you said it. I'll say my gas. Yeah, oh, man. Um, so we, he flies up, and we did have to drive about forty-five minutes to oh, to the closest guy. airport. Yeah, because Boone Boone's a little iffy on the uh, jet landing. You know, it's in the mountains. So we we drove down there and 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 loaded up several pieces. And my wife took off work, and she flew with me, and we fly down there. And the guy was awesome. This the, the pilot was the man. He he flew uh, um, he flew uh, like uh, Dean Williams uh, from from North Carolina. Like he flew Coach K. He flew all those guys to go see recruits like wow. on a on a Tuesday night yeah. in in West Virginia. Yeah, you know yeah. they they go see. And uh, so he had some really cool stories. And we got to fly in his in his plane and everything. And we get there. And th- this was when I knew we were on a whole new different level. So we get there and we're 20 minutes from from the buyer's house, and um, the 
we're, he wants us to then get on his helicopter and fly <laughs> the remaining distance to the house yeah, and oh land at gosh. the pad that, out there. That is another level. And <laughs> he was sending a van to get the paintings. And I was like, dude, I can ride in the van. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's okay. So he had a van take the, the art down the road, and we flew in a helicopter wow. and landed there. Um, but he was the nicest guy ever. You know, some of these guys are just self-made, and, yeah. and they're really down-to-earth, hard-working guys. Yeah. He owned a, a, a string of car dealerships. Um, he, he had an interior decorator that, that decorated his man room for the most part, and he bought a few pieces, and we met with him and stayed in touch with him ever since, and, and uh, we're probably going to do some deer hunting or turkey hunting down the road. But, wow. um, nice. That's that fun. was one of the coolest. Um, yeah. You know, you get, when got, you get a taste of that, that life, like something that we won't ever, none of us crazy. will ever accomplish that st- that level, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, you just won't. But yeah. when you get a little taste of it to see how they live, that other half, it's like, holy cow, yeah. man, this is legit awesome. This <laughs> and, is we, cool. you know, we That's were cool. doing it before him and his family went to Africa on a safari. And, you know, the pilot and the interior decorator work for him full time, you know. So <laughs> he just, you know different world so, yeah it really is and, wonder and, if he needs a full-time uh, general manager of a production company <laughs> connect matt would you maybe personal security, security. Guard. <laughs> there you go i got nothing go check his maybe he wants a podcast but no there's um Man. you know w- what i sell as a product is not a it's a luxury item yeah. the originals really are and yeah there's a there's a different you know status when when you you know when you go to decorate your home and you have a budget of 20 grand to fill the walls like that's a different level of of wealth and and you know most of the people that i've talked to and met that they're awesome they're unbelievably generous good people so and a lot of passionate hunters you know they they really are you've really got to love deer to yeah pay five or six grand or ten grand to put one on your wall yeah so that's, that's awesome, man. Not that we don't pay thousands of dollars yeah, to dip, put taxidermy on all. There, there you <laughs> go. You're right. You're right. It's a little different. <laughs> but, yeah. No, it's, it's, I've been fortunate. Well, very, cool. very interesting stuff. I can't wait to see this in person. I hear I'm going to be able to take a look at it maybe. Yeah, maybe a sneak so I'm, peek. I'm maybe. excited to see that, and I'm excited yeah. to see the video, too, that shows all this, which I hear is going to be pretty good, and that's yeah. going to be on DOD yeah. TV, right? Yeah, that'll be on DOD TV. So the the time this podcast airs, which we'll probably try to make it, we're filming this here, it's July 11th when we're filming this today, yeah. so we'll probably try to make this one of our you know newer podcasts that we put out. But, uh, yeah, tonight, July 11th, tonight on YouTube, there's going to be a cutting room floor version of the episode of 13. So you're going to get to see a lot more footage of Superstar, of Danger, of these deer that deserve more time than, you know, 20 minutes of content on Outdoor Channel. We're going to do that on our YouTube channel, DOD TV, Drury Outdoors Channel, and then also this specific piece, an original piece about – the conception, the the process of how Ryan went through uh, and actually painted Danger. So it should be pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. Very cool. Mark's going to be blown away by the surprise yeah, tonight. I hope so, man. Definitely. doing that on Facebook Live. So yeah. that'll be, you'll be able to, by the time this podcast airs, you'll probably be able to go back on our Facebook page on Drury Outdoors and, and go back and rewatch that live and yeah. see his reaction to us unveiling it and all that That's stuff. That's very cool. Uh, Ryan, if people want to check out your artwork for themselves or if they want to buy something, uh, where can they go to find all that stuff? Uh, RyanKirbyArt.com is my website. I've got originals, prints, and even some, some new apparel there. Uh, but follow me day-to-day, probably Instagram is the best way to go. I love Instagram. Uh, you know, it's a visual 
platform. I love it. Um, at Ryan Kirby Art. Same for Facebook and Twitter, but Instagram is my jam. The, the Instagram is the funnest place to follow along with him. Like he does a lot of his daily sketches he'll put up that there. Yeah. Cool his time lapses, those are always my favorites. The, yeah. t- the time lapses yeah. of, of you doing the whole process. That's which I'm assuming you'll maybe put the danger one up. At, oh yeah. At yeah. I'll be I'll be kicking here. some out some of my own stuff out as well. Yeah. Um yeah, but yeah people danger. people really enjoy the the process of the studio. You know, people just love seeing things behind the scenes. But at the end of the day, yeah. most people cannot do it. You know, so it's fascinating. Right. It's like I always yeah. think about the people that are fascinated with what Mark and Dad do. It's because they don't usually have the time to build or the resources to yep. do to that degree or level, and they're fascinated what Mark has right. to say and what oh, Dad yeah. has to say. Well, it's just it's just a different level, right? It's just something. It's still about hunting. It's still about wildlife, and it's something that most people can't do. So it's fascinating to get to see it, kind of, because you really have never seen from conception to finished product how the process plays out until yeah. like mm-hmm. i feel like you're like the only one doing this on on that level on instagram or on social media that's why i said you're kind of a new age artist in my opinion there's a guy um like I, i'm not i'm not typically like i don't seek out artwork or watch that kind of stuff or something but this guy named sam larson you familiar with i follow him, him man he does sam cool stuff. Awesome. Yeah. And he does like instagram lives where he just goes on there and people just say draw a tree <laughs> draw a buffalo, draw whatever, and he just sits there and he sketches out like everything. Bob as you Ross say. style. Uh, well, I it's, don't know. That's old school. <laughs> but he people say stuff and he draws it, and I just sat there for like, I don't know, I wasted. Well, I don't know if it's a waste, but thirty minutes of my day just sitting there watching him draw a horse, draw a pencil, <laughs> draw. I was like fascinated with it. Yeah, it's really interesting to see someone with that kind of talent. Yeah, take something that I can see and put it on a piece of yeah. paper um, when I can't do that in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, he's so. got a it, and it's a lot of little small stuff mm-hmm. that he does and sells. He, he's cool. He's got some Very good cool stuff. stuff. Never yeah, met the guy though. Seems like some great stuff. I actually bought my wife bought some stuff for our when we renovated our camper. Yeah, um, it's kind of cool. That's cool. That's so. how the other half lives. Some people pay ten thousand dollars to put it above their in their bathroom, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like this guy. Yeah, I bought a I, put I bought a little one to put camper. in my camper. <laughs> That's how I am. Literally, it's like this big. <laughs> I love that. So you know. Uh, yep. I'm definitely like, not flying to the gym. No, no, no. Four ninety nine and five hundred. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So good. That's well, uh, very cool. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, I appreciate Ryan. you guys having me on. Yeah, it's been thanks a lot of, for coming it's been cool. in. Absolutely, and thank you, Coon, for joining us again. Oh, tag loved along. it. Loved it. Interesting. Very interesting. Do you think you could do this? Do what? Paint? Yeah. Shoot. Heck no. I can write a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I got that down to a pant. That's a fine art, That's too. That's a fine art, too. <laughs> <laughs> got to sign your yeah, name. Yeah, we both got to sign your That's name. That's right. That's right. Oh, man. That's right. Good well, deal. Good stuff. Yep. I guess we'll just end with our usual quick reminder. If you would like to submit a question, we didn't really answer a question this week, but... um. In our usual episodes, we answer a listener submitted question, and we will do that in the future again. So if you'd like to submit a question, go to wiredtohunt.com slash 100. That's 100% wild. And subscribe to the audio version on your iPhone or your Android phone or anywhere like that through the Apple Podcast app, the Google Play app, the Stitcher app, or you can listen at wiredtohunt.com.
drewyoutdoors.com. As always, you could follow along with the video version of this podcast on the Drury Outdoors YouTube channel. And we have all kinds of original episodes. I've been pimping it here all episode. We're going to have this version of Danger, kind of the behind the scenes unveiling of how Ryan went through the whole process. That's a DOD TV original episode. Of course, 13's the cutting room floors over there as well. You'll get to see all that extra footage of Superstar, of Danger, all kinds of cool stuff. So check it out. And as always, you can follow us on all of our social media channels at Drury Outdoors. Thanks for listening. Peace.